Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host of it. My name is Jeff. You probably know this, but maybe this is your first episode. Uh, so here's everything that you need to know besides the stuff that I already said in the intro segment. I'm Jeff, and I host this show. You're listening to it right now. It's a show. I host it. So what happens is I'll bring on some guests and we'll talk about a spooky story. Usually that spooky story is something from online and there's this sort of interesting, so a couple, two major communities have cropped up out of the creepypasta uh, origins, which I guess w- would be like something awful and 4chan. Um, and the two major communities that cropped up are No Sleep, which seeks to sort of recreate the anonymously posted paranormal stories from 4chan's X board, which was the paranormal board. Um, that is a place where Candle Cove spread a lot. Uh, and also a lot of stuff uh, that, like, Slenderman started on something awful. I don't know if there's any other. I think a lot of photoshops like that also spread on X. Uh, but No Sleep sort of seeks to recreate that. There is one story that got spread on X about a mysterious object that was a statue that um, could kill you if you weren't looking at it, which it was basically the uh, angels, the weeping angels from Doctor Who, but, uh, you know, different because someone made it into this special format where it is a, um, it is like kept in a, um, secret facility by some organization and it was assigned uh the number scp whatever that one is uh what is that scp uh 43 or something no i don't remember scp statue i'm gonna google it i'm gonna google it to find out scp 173 and that was the first one and this uh whole wiki built up around it of people making articles in a similar format and developing this entire world sort of um it's it's interesting because now these are very unlike creepypastas, but because they're aping a format of something that was initially spread uh, in the manner of creepypastas, they sort of fall under the purview. Um, but the story we're covering this week is SCP-1425, and the person who's brought it to us is returning from last week. Please welcome Heather Gordon. Hello! And returning from last week and many previous weeks, please welcome Catherine Marino. Hello. Heather, please do your best to summarize, <laughs> not not just summarize the article SCP-1425, but tell us what this object is and what happened with it. Do a better job than I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, SCP-1425 was an event, but it also is an object. It's titled Star Signals. 
its object class is safe, which means the foundation has researched it well enough that containment does not require specific or significant resources, but it, that doesn't mean it's not a danger. Um, anyways, it's a hardcover book published in 2005. And a neat thing about the SCP is that when you're reading it, it's like you're on a government website or you're reading a form that was filled out on how to contain these. So, It'll have things like redacted or omitted. And so it says it was published in 2005 by redacted in redacted. Um, it's a self-help book. Um, it uses a five-step star signal method to achieve your dreams and desires. Um, much like most self-help books, it uses mantras and positive affirmations that you tell yourself while you're reading. But... Unlike other self-help books, it uses star focuses and wishful thinking rituals that when conducted properly actually influence reality. So you do achieve your goals regardless of how much effort you put in. Um, like the lottery, if you read this book and you do your star focuses and your wishful thinking rituals correctly and you wish to win the lottery, you will. Even if you don't buy a ticket, like you'll find one, someone will give it to you. I don't know, um, but it's a creepy pasta. Yeah, they said even if even if people don't try, there's like an eighty yeah. percent chance that the thing will come true. Yeah, and so like since it's a creepy pasta, though, there has to be a nefarious catch to it. And so the catch is that within the text, it <laughs> contains uh, verbal and literary devices that influence the reader, like uh, mimetic triggers. Which deal with information transfer. It's not like telepathy, but it's the idea of transmitting feelings and ideas through information. Like if you read something that makes you think you have wings, you won't actually grow the wings, but psychologically you think you have them. I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so it uses these mimetic triggers and things like that. Yeah, it's it's. It's less like, um, it's sort of like mantras in meditation where yeah. it's not quite the, the things being said don't mean what they literally mean, but uh, rather are supposed to trigger a state of mind in the person who says or hears them. Thank you. Yes. Uh, very well put. So yeah, this book was written by a cult called the Fifth Church. It was published by them too. It's a mysterious and creepy cult that that is an SCP all its own that I did not read because this one's long enough, but... Oh, yeah. This is... The f the Fifth Church started in, in this SCP. This is sort of why it's significant oh, okay. as, a, as a piece. Okay, great. There are members in the thousands. It was redacted, but there were four digits that were redacted, so... A lot of people in there. Um, so, the, yeah, the idea being that when you read this book, you think, oh, I read this book. I get what I want. Great. But really, when you read the book, you inevitably want what the fifth church wants. And so then you get what you want, but you really want what someone else wants. So it's like a way to mass produce their ideas, um, gain more members, I guess. The book became a hit. It was published in 2005. So there's a little timeline that came with the SCP because it was also an event. It's Star Signals is the book, but something happened um, on April 29th, 2005, eight days after it was published. TV host Redacted from talk show program Omitted um, devoted her entire reading circle segment 
two star circles or star signals, I'm sorry. Uh, she was going crazy over it, saying how wonderful this book was. The sales, I think it said they exceeded 50 times their uh, current rate. So that was day eight, day 12, May 3rd. Mental illness reports started increasing in the Southwest US. Uh, one in particular, they talked about um, a family called the Boyer family. Apparently, it was a mom, a dad, and a daughter, all three of them simultaneously and spontaneously developed delusional and violent behavior. They started screaming passages from the book. They made a bystander start repeating them. And when he didn't repeat them correctly, the dad carved into his face. And I guess that's the first sinister event that happened, like I said, uh, 12 days after the book was published. Something I thought was cool was they added in this little case file that someone heard the mom say, I love how the buildings don't line up anymore. <laughs> I thought that was spooky. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. But yeah, so then the next day, day 13 of publication, the SCP Foundation starts investigating the Boyer family. They realize there are connections to star signals. Even though the book has been on sale for two weeks and it's selling quite well, there are no reviews that exist. Anything that is uh, posted online is immediately deleted by the website's owner. So, yeah. There's basically a blackout on the book, but it's still selling like hotcakes. Uh, so the SCP Foundation realized that based on the reading circle show air date, there, there were instructions in the episode to read along like you begin the book on a Monday, continue it one chapter a day, etc. So yeah, based on its air date and the instructions, everybody who watched that program would be finishing the book on the day 19 of day 19 of publication yeah and so that's when there would be a spike in mental illness and manifestations of the fifth church's agenda uh so yeah it's in six days from the day they realize this the day they do the math so yeah they need to contain it that's the the whole thing <laughs> special containment procedure so their plan to contain it this is day 15 day 19 is D-Day. Uh, so yeah, on day 15, they go to the original ugh, original publishing company. Uh, turns out it's a front for the Fifth Church. Maybe they were laundering money. I don't know. But the Fifth Church controls the publishing company. When they tried to shut it down, they were met with armed resistance from them. So the SCP shuts it down. No more print of the books um, there's an international recall, there's a media blackout, and kind of, this reminds me of when the fifth, I believe, Harry Potter novel came out. There was a misprint on that, and I remember there were only like, I think 500 misprinted copies, and the misprinted copies were actually worth money because there were so few of them, but they did mm -hmm. the opposite in this story where they said there was a misprint in the book, so if you bring it back to your bookstore, they'll give you a $25 voucher. And that got most of the copies of the books back. And then the last containment procedure was redacted. So, yeah, they recovered about 200,000 copies and incinerated them. They don't tell us how many were originally produced. But the day before day 19, day 18, uh, the problem is the remaining readers are obviously under the influence of this book by now. It's a day before the final day, and so they're not relinquishing their copies to anybody. SCP Foundation starts a personal intervention operation where they went door-to-door -door in hazmat suits, claiming that the book was infested with ricin and that they needed to confiscate it, which 
2005, I guess it was like four years after 9-11, so whatever, but that was their last-ditch effort to get the books back. Um, it said that nine people were terminated for resisting to relinquish their copies, and four in England, so nine in America, four in overseas. Day 19 comes... Behavior consistent with episodes prior has reached a zenith. Foundation members are finding people in the streets just screaming quotes from the book, claiming to be following the church's smoke, which the smoke itself, you guys, is also an SCP. I think it's SCP. It's in the 2000s range. Oh, right. Yeah, that link. SCP-1523. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so it's not as far off as I thought. Yeah. But yeah, so the smoke itself is bad. That is an SCP. But yeah, so people are referencing the smoke. It's nuts. So after all this craziness happens, the government um, masks it as a foodborne parasite that caused a bunch of erratic behavior. They had SCP agents at all of the hospitals, every single one, ready to provide amnestics to people who were infected, along with a media blackout. That is why we don't remember that this happened in 2005. Ooh. Yeah, they did some kind of like worldwide mind wipe. Men in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they men in blacked us. Yeah, they oh, they opened they opened up the Statue of Liberty like in Men in Black three. <laughs> no, two. That was in two. Sorry, I didn't see three. Yeah. So basically, the website <laughs> article ends with a quote from an employee of the SCP Foundation, and it says, If you're learning of Event 1425 for the first time, the details reported here may come as a surprise. It's a hard notion to swallow, even for a Foundation researcher, that we could cut three weeks of Western culture from memory and history. However, that doubt is justified. Then there were just a few passages from the book that they cleared for you to read safely. Yeah. And they were all pretty bogus, but one of them said, do you feel a void in your life? Everyone does, whether they know it or not. Think about it. You can feel it inside you right now. A heavy emptiness. It's a reflection of your existence, like particles in a quantum entanglement. Do you remember when we talked about quantum entanglement? Nod yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do feel empty. And I liked that, um, you know, asking you if you feel a void in your life and then getting yep. you to nod your head yes in a few <laughs> sentences. So, whatever. <laughs> I like the name of that chapter. What's the name? Uh, the name was The Hole You Exist Around. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I think the very last chapter, yeah, the last chapter of the book was titled You Will Not Wake Up. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of really interesting, it's sort of like... Um, the whole thing is very obviously uh, about Scientology, like a, a fake fantasy <laughs> version of Scientology that actually works. Um, and mm-hmm. the whole part where um, they go on the talk show and stuff and talk about it, it's like secretly, you know, it was on Oprah. And and the secret is from 2006, yeah. I think. Ooh, so it's okay. kind of like lining it up. Yeah, yeah. The, the ties to the Fifth Church and the fact that Dianetics is sort of a BSE vague self-help book <laughs> uh, is is the immediate... I didn't even think of the secret, though. But yeah, that fits because the like methodology of it is far more in the public eye, whereas Scientology, like... Even famous Scientologists don't really tell you anything about Scientology. Um, the, uh, the thing, the thing I like is, um, oh, you mentioned we don't know how many books there were. Uh, the person, I guess the high level, uh, 
researcher at the foundation mentions at the end, uh, offhandedly that, uh, I guess an estimate, the one reality warping memetically active fantasy book outside of custody is a containment breach. A million such, such objects is uh, in uncontained circulation. Well, the official term is impending CK class reality restructuring event. Mm. Um, so they're, uh, by rough estimate, we're probably about a million of these books. Wow. Uh, I like the, uh, this, uh, most SCPs are just about a thing that's in the, place and um yeah we don't, this is both yeah we, we don't we don't usually know much mm-hmm. more except oh we found this thing and it does a spooky thing uh with this one it's interesting because we get a lot more narrative about what happens when one of these things isn't in custody of the foundation and i think that's really interesting Catherine, which part which part did yeah. you give up at <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> to to be fair, I read everything up to uh, I read all the parts through um, the chapter examples, and then the oh, rest wow. of it. That's a lot. I did I did scroll through everything, but it, in a skimming fashion. Honestly, when I was rereading it today, there were parts that I had missed the first time I read it because I was also just losing it halfway through. I really liked. Um, I did read the whole part where they're describing with Seacrest and Paul. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was just really funny. I, I, ju- I like all that because it's so weird. It's like spooky weird. Um, yeah. Seacrest. Se- <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. a weird dream when you have like a weird dream and it's a TV mm-hmm. show and things are, it seems all like totally normal in the dream, like bad, but normal. <laughs> You're like, well, that's not normal. Yeah, they go through a little bit of weird dialogue and then Ryan Seacrest says, I just want to let everyone know right now Paula can't see us. Her vision is obscured by a world that's being slaughtered like a cat. Fresh cavities open in the earth like sucking maws because it doesn't want to wait for the flesh to cool. Their teeth melt as they're cremated alive. Come on, Jim. Focus in on her pain. We might need it for later. Uh, and the whole time, um, the audience is like laughing, and then Paula Abdul starts to spit out black smoke. It's just the fact that it's they use famous people for that part of it makes it very comic mm-hmm. comical. But the things happening are also like really weird and unsettling. And I, I like that. I like this uh, this SCP overall. But um, I'm sort of wary of diving into any of the other Fifth Church stuff. There's a big menu at the yeah, I, like a whole there's a menu. Thing. At the top See, of the, the SCP website, and one of them is uh, groups of interest, and the the fifth church, <laughs> the fifth church is one of these groups of interest. Oh, I do like that Ryan Seacrest in it. He still insists that his face is real. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like Randy Jackson tells him to take off the mask, and he's like, "No, this is real." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I did dive into the fifth church oh. area of the. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, goodness. it's just it's maybe it's out of my depth. Uh, maybe I'm out of my depth with it. I don't know. If I felt like I couldn't no understand one's in the it, depth, like, the entire depth of the SCP. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. If you can understand the entirety of the SCP, like. <laughs> Continuum <laughs> that you're you've obviously read that book and <laughs> are in trouble. <laughs> I thought the media blackout thing was cool, um, especially even though this is a little dated and it was set in 2005 with stuff that's going on present day with our media and um, with not knowing 
what to believe or having different news outlets tell you completely different things or maybe the same exact thing. Um, I don't know. I thought that that was kind of relevant still today. I could imagine the media blacking out an SCP event. Yeah, it's, be it's beyond it's, me. <laughs> it's interesting because um, a lot of a lot of the SCPs don't deal with that uh, aspect of like, well, what if one of these things got out? Uh, but they they usually write off little instances with. Uh, what they call amnestics, which is a drug they've developed to make <laughs> you forget when you've encountered one of these things. Uh, regarding the length, I, I'm looking at the comments now, and uh, this one is somewhere around 5,600 words. We've covered SCP-093 on the show, I believe. That one clocks in at over 14,000 words. <laughs> the, there's, there's one section of that that is uh, almost 5,200 words, that is almost as long as this entire article. So uh, this isn't one of the longer ones. Uh, well, sorry, it's not, um, it's not the longest one. It might be on the longer end for the site, though. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like everyone we've looked at, or I've looked at, is at least, even if the first little thing is small, it leads into so, so many things that are just inevitably you know, that, long. That comment was from 2012, yes, exactly. so I think that there are probably a bunch of longer ones by now. Uh, it's been <laughs> six years since they commented that this one was pretty long. Oh, and I do want to say, in the overview, of the fifth church, there's a line that says roll that frog footage, which I wanna work into my daily speech. <laughs> I don't I, I I don't want Could you use that in a sentence, please? Yeah. <laughs> it was like when you roll that beautiful beam beam footage. It's it, it, it said you're rolling that frog no, footage. I wanna roll beautiful. that beautiful beam footage only. I don't want any variants on the meme. Okay. <laughs> I like um I I like that there's this is my first dip into any of the like continuities of um SCP stuff. Uh and this was actually the first one where I signed up to join the page uh specifically because towards the beginning uh, under the description, there's a quote block that is a blurb from the back cover of SAR Signals, and it refers to it as a best-selling novel, and I want to correct that because it's not a novel. Like, within the fiction, it is a book. It is a non-fiction book. It's referenced well, at other points- Well, and it was a bestseller! It was. No, it sold like a million copies. Did where did it say that? Uh they said they had to recover two hundred thousand and then at the end the, oh, yeah, the guy yeah, says there were probably a million. But it is weird that a first printing would <laughs> call it a bestseller. Yeah. Uh that's what I was thinking is when they created that art and that uh, description for the back. How did they know? Yeah, the whole thing says with the best-selling novel Star Signals sold in four countries and translated into hundreds of languages. That is... What? Yeah, what? that was a little strange. Why is it only four yeah, countries? Yeah, one, one, why, yeah, how could it be translated into hundreds of languages? I think Harry Potter has only been translated into like 75 <laughs> languages and that's the most popular book ever made. Um, also, only being sold in four countries, like you say, is very weird when it has been so widely translated. But then again, we don't know in the world of SCP how many countries are there. That's the thing about uh, SCP is there is no singular world uh, that all the stories take place yeah. in. They take place yeah. in in the world outside your window, like uh, like your Marvel comics. Um, 
So, right. uh, which is why in my head, this story goes with the previous story we discussed last oh, week. Oh, I see. Because it yes. was about stars. <laughs> this is what I, but okay. So, so this has, so that's why the stars were getting closer because it's all about it's like, day 19. It's coming. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, in, yeah, when you, in your imagination, my- uh, last week's takes place in, in the event described. Oh, I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I do think, like, for some reason, like, it's describing in it's Star Signals excerpts from the book, it's saying how nothing in the book is a metaphor. Right. <laughs> and it's talking about how the star, specific stars have specific powers and uh, can get you thir- certain things. And of course, it could be lying, but if this existed in the same uh, multiverse as the uh, Be Wary of the Stars story, <laughs> then, like, the stars getting closer were, the, you know, they were exerting yeah. certain power on the situation. You know, he visited several different variations on the world based on his, you know, driving to the rest stop over and over again, avoiding his ghost. And just to me, something something's connected. And somebody should hmm. figure it out. Uh, Heather, yeah, I-, I interrupted you before, so Sorry, and I just interrupted you now to apologize and tell you to go ahead. (laughs) No, you're fine. I think I'm lagging, actually, because it didn't really seem like you were interrupting me uh, in the moment. So, But I was just going to add that, yeah, I picked my story uh, first. And when Catherine messaged in our chat what your pick was, as soon as I saw the title, I thought... The book is working. I read the book and now it's making me make these decisions to mm-hmm. be on this podcast that's also <laughs> about stars and it's coming. I didn't I didn't even see I saw you posted your pick but I didn't click on it or look at even the title of the link other than it was an SCP. I I'd been going through I you know the various suggestions and clicked on a couple that I was like eh, no not this one oh, no not this this one and then I got to the what I chose and like oh this is the this one is and I posted it in there and I immediately clicked on yours and I was like oh this one's about stars <laughs> and the other one references stars and I'm gonna connect <laughs> yes no it's it's like the events of SCP fourteen twenty five are starting to happen in the same universe yeah. as last week's story. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's the grand, the grand, the I'm grand unified the theory of creepypasta. They all take place in the same world. Yeah. Oh, actually, to bring them together again, I was just looking up at the excerpts of the book, and in chapter nine, um, there is a chapter or a section. I'm sorry, called "Do Not Look Away from This Book." where it says helpful advice that will save you in these coming weeks. And it says things like mirrors are for other people. Um, Which they yeah, are. Yeah. And, uh, to, but then it says sit <laughs> in a dark room by yourself for at least an hour, move around as much as you're made to do. And so I think that if you're creative, that could kind of translate into last week's story. Like he's just moving around in the dark the way he feels like he's made to going from rest stop to rest stop. Yeah, it's an hour per day. He's basically reliving the same hour mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, my <laughs> eyes are starting to glaze over trying to think about these stories <laughs> as hard as the story wants me to think about it. Let's make our own SCP oh, podcast, I'm 
Yeah, do it. I think we have a listener who contributes to <laughs> a podcast that reads the SCPs. Uh, Ooh, I forget what it's called. Um, let me look that up uh, real quick while, Heather, you tell me the spookiest part of the story for you. Hmm. The spookiest part of the story for me. I think that I think it see I was trying to pick something different that's why I'm hesitating but I have to stick with my original and it's the suspension of disbelief that the whole story has is that this really happened this happened in 2005 um, which we all were alive then and so yeah I really think that the creepiest part is knowing that I forgot this happened well how do you know (laughs) that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) nothing nothing is real you're just voices on my computer right now I'm not even looking at a video so mm, that, yeah that's yeah. true no, though I think We're it was not just here. the whole yeah the whole setup of not knowing if the past even happened not being able to prove it even if I remembered this there's no way I could look it up on the internet because there was a media blackout so yeah I just think that it's the mysterium around not remembering Ooh, spooky Ooh. <laughs> Catherine how about you? how about you do you have a spooky part it was actually near the beginning which <laughs> it's it's if you read this excerpt from the back cover why like what in it obviously so many people then just picked it up and had to read it but if you read this what in you would <laughs> like there's something in it that makes you pick it up it says did you know that some stars in the sky are dead but we still see their ancient image which is true and and it's a best-selling novel star signals sold in four countries and trailing hundreds of languages you could tune into the celestial frequencies and then come like the stars. You just told us the s- stars in right? the stars in the sky are dead, mm-hmm. and you can become like yeah, the stars. And in just those those two sentences, you know, like any person who is in control of their own faculties would be like, "Why would I want to mm-hmm. be like a dead star?" <laughs> but in two sentences, they've already gotten you, and you're buying this book and watching Oprah talk about it. Yeah, you know, and how that's kind of actually partially not a lie that you know we are malleable in our thinking and and can easily be uh, influenced to do and act and say things with certain triggers. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> It's possible. <laughs> maybe not in two sentences, but maybe so. <laughs> so, uh, I found the podcast. It's called SCP Real to Real, and the listener who contributes to it is named Piewood. So, go give that a listen. Uh, that's a plug. Um, Hashtag not sponsored. Nope, not sponsored at all. I just, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to build a community here. Uh, I am... Um, Oh, spookiest part. My spookiest part is this whole thing at the end from J. Erlenmeyer, director mm. EID, uh, whatever EID means. I don't know if that's something I'm supposed to know what that means. What if I Google EID and see what it means? What if, what if I just spend the whole show Googling? Elephant in... Uh-huh. Man. Yeah, that's it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> E-I-D... Editor. Editor in director. Elephant in danger. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Electronic identification. (laughs) Yeah, it's an elephant that's about to slip on a banana peel. Um, Oh, 
so I um <laughs> I think that this whole thing is spooky because it's someone who's in charge being like we did not do a good job here like we barely got by uh, the f- points are the situation was worse than we realized the cleanup in England was a fiasco we had help it wasn't enough and we were betrayed um the we were betrayed thing uh is because the church seems to have um infiltrated the scp foundation the uh, the fifthest church that's pretty scary because you're right because like the whole scp um vibe is of you know a scientific organization that's you know vaguely protective you know kind of like a always even if you screw up it's never it's never scary people die doctors die the the people i forget what they call the people that they are okay to experiment <laughs> on but like they'll die but it's never like nothing's ever totally out of control you know, they're never this honest yeah, about for, it Yeah, for the most like, part, uh, the SCPs are basically, like, standard X-Files stuff. There's the infamous SCP-231, which um, is a particularly heinous piece of garbage um, that is, as I said, infamous. Um, it's... Uh, uh, but otherwise, they're they're not like edge lord stuff in that way. Um, so it's it's interesting to see like the quote unquote good guys um, being infiltrated by f- fake magic Scientology. Them being infiltrated by the Fifth Church is also kind of like a cliffhanger to me because at the end, I think it mentions that there it was omitted, but there was a single digit amount of books that are still out there that they couldn't recover. Oh, right. And there's yeah, also uh, a copy of the book at the SCP Foundation. So if the mm-hmm. Fifth Church did infiltrate the corporation, then they could hypothetically get the book out there again. It said that they monitor the media outlets for hints of SCP-1425 activity. So I don't know. It's freaky that they're just monitoring the news, making sure it doesn't get out. The church also doesn't really want the book out, though, because they helped cover it up because they realized that the reality warping effect was giving them a bad image. Uh, Mm. So they probably don't necessarily want the book to get out either um, because it's too strong. Uh, Yeah, it's... it's, We need to uh earn it more. (laughs) Like Scientology. It's interesting, the whole thing. Uh, But yeah, the, the idea of like that they barely succeeded was my spookiest part. Uh, do we have any final thoughts before we... Do you... I just... It's, I find it interesting that I think you said you considered SCP to be the good guy. Is yeah. That, was that correct? Yeah, that in correctly? quotes, in the same way that the, uh, the like, mm-hmm. government is the good guys in Fringe or the X-Files. It's like, yeah, they're, they're huh. the good guys in that the alternative is monsters blow everything up, but... Yeah, I guess. I never really considered them uh, um, either way. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like Like, it's an American culture uh, thing to have a good and an evil. Like in other stories that you'll read, um, especially the Japanese uh, creepypastas, sometimes it will just be, like you said, they just are. Um, They're not one or the other, but I feel like we have to assign the role of good and evil to something. Like, if this is bad, then their opponent is good, or vice versa. But I don't know if SCP's good, per se. They're good in quotes. 
I think they have a they have a mission which is overall, um, you know, to keep things under control. Yeah, the um, the the I I think that sometimes it leans towards um that that sort of neutral morality of of fictional scientists yeah. where it's like anything for the pursuit of knowledge, uh, but for the most part they're keeping the things around to protect the rest of the world from them, like, especially in this case with the book. Um, but yeah, it definitely, uh, definitely yeah, some yeah. of the SCPs veer into like, we're keep, we could destroy this thing, but we're keeping it around to study it or because it might be useful. Uh, and that definitely adds some gray right. area. So any yeah. other final thoughts before we move on to plugs? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> so, Heather... I want to read the book. No, just kidding. Heather, you're still a uh, social media phantom, but uh, do you have a, a spell that you can give to the audience that they can use to summon your spirit to commune with? Um, besides saying my name in a mirror, um, no... No, you can't find me. Sorry. But thank you for the interest. Mirrors are for other people. <laughs> it's a good challenge. Um, so if you find some way to find uh, Heather through supernatural means, please uh, share it with uh, share it with us in the Facebook group. But um, uh, you heard her demonic <laughs> challenge was that you can't do it. So, uh, but really, uh, don't web stalk people. That, that's weird. Or like, if you if yeah, do if you do, like everybody does, just you know, keep it a secret. Keep it to yourself, just for you. <laughs> um, Catherine, where can the people reach you if they want to web stalk you? <laughs> What's they your address? Actually, yeah. <laughs> while we're at it, oh, you won't come here. <laughs> I live on Frog Hill. That's the name <laughs> that I've given my house. <laughs> you can't find it in Google Maps because it won't let me add that. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm on Facebook. You can actually go see me on Facebook because, uh, all I do is post pictures of my cats. Catherine Marino. Everywhere else on the internet, I'm Xylowart. Cats and, uh, things I'm mad about. Meow! You can- Meow. You can find me in, in regular places. Uh, those meows are not my cat. You may have heard some meows on the last episode of my cat, but then I fed him between recordings. Uh, so my he, cat meowed for no reason. Yeah. Mostly because I wasn't paying attention to him. Uh, I'm J, J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Instagram and Snapchat. Join Creepypasta fan group on Facebook. Follow Creepypasta on Twitter. Go to patreon.com slash JeffJK and you can pay a small <laughs> amount of money to support the show and if everyone does it then i will make more show and if nobody does it i mean i guess that's fine too but uh, you'll get rewards such as maybe me reading scp-1425 which seems likely although lately i haven't been reading stories i've been doing uh things from my other podcast seeing reddit putting in like cut conversations from that since i'm editing that uh but maybe i'll start doing readings again soon so we'll see that's all you can go to funtimes.online i don't know if i set up the redirect coolmemes.biz maybe i'll go maybe i'll go <laughs> do that now but you can go listen to the other episodes of this show you can go leave us a five-star review on itunes what you can't do is leave a one two or three or four star review on itunes that's <laughs> against the law you can't you're not Start allowed a to. zipping time. Yeah, huh? You're that's you're not allowed to do that. It's five stars or nothing. And if you can't think of a, rev a, a review to write, just put in two thumbs up emojis and give it five stars. And in the title of your review, just be like, "It's a good show." 
and the text of the <laughs> review is two thumbs up emojis. And if it won't let you put thumbs up emojis, just type in the words two thumbs up emojis and I'll know. So with that, that's the end of this show. But I should ask, does the phrase a star, a star mean anything to you? It does to me. Make sure to ask your deacon. Deacon.